I'm Alex Melia, and this is Our Voices Through Lockdown, a stage for real people to tell the real stories we never get to hear. In this series, we hear personal stories as we emerge from the pandemic. If you've been touched by any of these stories, please share them with a friend so they can enjoy them as well. Let's get into today's episode. Eventually, I did realize that foods weren't poison. I didn't even have a slice of pizza until I was 25 years old. This is Stephen, a tech entrepreneur from Surrey in the UK, but currently living in Los Angeles. As a child, Stephen was an incredibly fussy eater, and not just your average turn-your-nose-up-at-broccoli kind of picky. Stephen was in his own league. There was probably only about five different foods that I would eat as a child, and they weren't necessarily the healthiest foods. They were things like bread and cereal and McDonald's french fries and ice cream. Essentially, only plain carbohydrate-rich foods. I had a very strange phobia that if I even tried like a piece of steak or a piece of chicken, if I tried any foreign food like that, that I would have some kind of allergic reaction or I would start vomiting. And it really was quite a deep psychological issue. And it was something that my parents struggled with a lot. They obviously wanted me to be able to eat normal meals, but I was a very stubborn child and I wasn't having any of it. His parents hoped it was a phase. But when it didn't pass, like phases do, they took him to see a child psychologist. They would always come up with strategies to my parents, like, well, why don't you bribe him with presents or money? Or they tried hypnotherapy. They tried all sorts of different techniques to try and figure out, you know, why does this kid think he's going to be sick when he eats a piece of apple? It just would make, make no sense. I mean, a banana would literally scare the hell out of me. Around the same time, Stephen developed another phobia, a fear of flying. And I had the same kind of sensations of, hey, I'm going to vomit. There's something not quite right here. Anytime I got close to being in an airplane. The psychologist didn't have any answers or solutions. Stephen was sure that it wasn't all in his head, but there was no medical answer either. Stephen did start eating more, but as a result of his food phobia, his diet was extremely unhealthy. I was so convinced all the way through to 18, 19 years old, I was so convinced that I had a medical problem with my taste buds or some kind of issue with my system. He was now gaining weight rapidly and it was affecting his daily life at school, especially in playing the sports he loved, like football and tennis. I could do an entire box of Weetabix just for breakfast, you know, 48 Weetabix for breakfast, which is, by any standards, it's not, not exactly the healthy way to start the day. He thought about it every single day. Just my cardio would let me down and I would be out of breath and I hated sort of having to give up and just bow out of the football team. So I'd say when I look back on my school years, probably the biggest regret is just not being able to have all that fun that you can do when you're playing in team sports with your friends. In fact, the only sport that I really enjoyed was we would play roller hockey. I think Mighty Ducks was a big movie of the era and we didn't have an ice rink anywhere near our school. So we bought roller skates and went to our local car park and that was ironically was a sport I could actually do fairly well in because you know we were all on roller skates and all able to move at roughly the same pace. Any trips away from home had the potential to be anxiety inducing, especially school trips. You know, school trips, going to friends' houses, what was I going to eat when the food was served, when I knew I wouldn't like whatever was going to be served. And um, you feel 
pretty paranoid about things, to be quite honest. It was time for an intervention. My mother had called ahead and told the school, hey, he's very restrictive diet, he's lots of challenges, and I think they probably just assumed it was allergies or something, not some sort of psychological thing. And the school trip went pretty okay. Uh, so much so that I told my mum for the next trip, I said, oh, don't, don't tell the school, I don't want to be embarrassed. I'm just gonna go with it. And it actually turned out to be a nightmare that time around. There was pretty much nothing that I liked. It was a longer trip, it was five days. I remember my parents said to me when I got home, I looked like I'd lost about a stone in weight just that week, so I probably had barely eaten anything the whole week. When Stephen was 25, he weighed over 360 pounds, around 25 stone. I remember my mum sitting me down and saying, well, when are you going to address this? This is going to really impact your life. And I would just keep saying, I'll do it in when I'm 14 or when I'm 16. And... And I think at a certain point, my parents just said, well, he's going to have to sort this out himself. Really, that was probably the best thing they could have done because that was how I eventually cracked it. He thought to himself, enough is enough. And I just decided, hey, I'm going to lose this weight if it's the last thing that I do. But he didn't know where to start. He was still afraid. So I carried on eating the strange foods that I was eating, but just started eating very small portions of them. And I went to a local gym and they had one of those elliptical cross trainers. He would spend an hour on the cross trainer every single day and soon he started seeing results. After nine months of hard work, he lost the best part of 10 stone, which is around 140 pounds. For the first time in his life, eating healthy didn't seem so out of reach. After spending hours researching nutrition online, he convinced himself that it would be a good idea to broaden his horizons. I was actually had just started my career at that point. I was getting invited to a lot of business dinners and that was very important for me. I didn't want to be socially awkward at business dinners. So I would start trying new dishes in restaurants. That was the first time I ever had a Indian food, had a curry. You know, I just try a little bit and a little bit. Slowly but surely, Stephen's relationship with food started to change. He was making healthier choices every day, losing weight, and alongside it, his career was taking off. As a 29-year-old, he moved to Los Angeles to start his own business consultancy, specialising in cloud computing. He was living his dream of setting up his own company and moving abroad, but he soon found out this came at a cost. What I realised after the first year is I was starting to get very stressed with the business and as things were evolving, as we were starting to, to win customers and to employ people and the complexity of the business was starting to grow and grow on me and I realised I was kind of going back to my old habits by way of the types of things I was eating. But this wasn't to do with his old phobia re-emerging. It was more that these were the comfort foods that were getting me through the stress of building this business and worries of cash flow and all of the things that entrepreneurs go through when they're building companies. Fast forward another seven years to 2019. There we go. I'm back at 360 pounds again. I've regained all of the weight that I put so much time and energy and effort into to losing. I really found myself in a very challenging situation. Thankfully, the business side of things was going very well. We had grown the company. We had 350 employees. We had 12 offices across four different countries. And, you know, the stress, which I was expecting to decline as we got bigger, actually had gotten more intense. 
there was a direct correlation between Stephen's stress levels and weight gain. Some of his colleagues who had started the company in the early days had watched him gain over £100 as the company grew. Stephen's weight made his life feel as if he was walking through quicksand every day. Did not feel good about standing up in front of two, three hundred people, giving presentations, trying to motivate people when you're so out of shape and finding every movement significantly more challenging than it should be was not a great feeling. And I, I was very proud of what I was doing in business. I was very motivated. I had a phenomenal time doing it. I met so many great people and were, was very fortunate with the success that we had with the company but I did not feel great at all. I felt pretty bad at the end of each week. Uh, you know, I, I wasn't exactly going out and enjoying the weekends. I was pretty much just at home, resting, sleeping 14 hours, eating junk food, and then just repeating things the next week, which was, I think, reflecting in the health of the company at, at certain points as well. I mean, you're not exactly making the best kind of decisions when you can't think properly yourself. At that time, Stephen felt it was the right thing to step away from the business. I think my investors, I'd raised some venture capital and things, I think realized as well that they'd known me for three years at that point. They realized that it was taking a real toll on my health. And a lot of people said to me, you need to stop chasing wealth and sacrificing your health. And I absolutely was guilty of doing that. And I'm just so pleased that we were able to have a successful acquisition of our business and everyone were able to carry on with, with what they were doing and the business lived on even without me as the, the leader. In February 2020, just before the pandemic started and now without the stresses of running a company on his shoulders, it was time for Stephen to take some time out to focus on his well-being. I'd actually been planning on going into some kind of forced lockdown myself, you know, outside of before COVID broke and the pandemic and everything. I said to myself, I just kind of need to lock myself away. I need to focus for six months, no distractions and start on this journey. And then just by random coincidence, literally two weeks later, the whole world was, was put into lockdown. And I just thought this must be a sign. Stephen was naturally worried about COVID, especially given the fact it was affecting overweight people disproportionately more than others. Then his father tested positive. Now he was also 350 pounds in weight, quite a few years older than me in his 60s. He had a really hard time with it. He went into hospital for 11 nights. I was very nervous. That was the second jolt that I needed to say, hey, you can't take your health for granted. You've done it twice in your life and you may not get a third chance to right the wrong here. So just keep going, don't give up keep working towards your goals and you know you can do this because you've done this once before and it just takes time and it takes dedication. There was a boxing gym around the corner from Stephen which he'd always wanted to join. It was called Box and Burn and I knew it was run by a bunch of English guys that had come over and set up the business and Tony Jeffries, the Olympic bronze medalist, was the owner of the gym and I really liked the fact that Box and Burn was targeted more on fitness rather than teaching you how to knock someone out. I think it's a great stress reliever. And honestly, it was the catalyst that I needed to get me going. As part of his fitness journey, Stephen had spent the last year training at Box and Burn with another guest on the show, Tony Jeffries. He's even had two amateur fights. Which have been quite fun. And Tony's been a phenomenal coach. I was able to bring him into 
into the team. And we've been training probably four or five times a week now for nearly a year. The best thing about working with coaches like Tony is the accountability and not wanting to let them down. Because really, most of your fitness journey, in my experience, is solved through the nutrition, how you feed your body, how you nurture your body. And you can put all the training hours in you want, but if you're sort of cheating on the nutrition, you're just not going to get any results at all. So I feel like my coaches have held me very accountable from that standpoint as well. Stephen is sure that without the lockdown, he wouldn't be in the shape he's in today. The governments of this world missed a big opportunity to get their nations healthy during COVID. They kind of focused people more on just stay at home, keep away from people rather than, hey, go outside, exercise as much as possible, lose 20 pounds and you'll be in much better shape against COVID. I, I just didn't hear that messaging. So for me, I was creating that messaging in my own head and I used the pandemic to fuel me and it was a life or death type situation for me just in general is how I created it in my mind. And it uh, becomes even more real when you are seeing the amounts of deaths on TV every day and you are seeing the 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 fear uh, internationally around, around COVID. It was kind of a, a catalyst that did drive me to work very, very hard. And it's been interesting coming out of lockdowns and things like that, trying to just keep on the straight and narrow and trying to slowly ease back into normality, having radically change the way I live during lockdown. But sometimes reminders of the past creep up on him. You know, from time to time, I'll have, have some Weetabix or something and it just triggers a whole sort of psychological memory of that era. And I'm just, I'm just so glad to be, to be through that really. The uniqueness of Stephen's experiences is nothing short of extraordinary. Clearly, this is the mind of an individual who is quite special. He overcame an intense phobia of food to become disciplined in nutritious eating. He overcame a fear of flying to start up a company on the other side of the Atlantic. He managed to create a hugely successful company, selling it for hundreds of millions of dollars, and then stepped away just before lockdown. Stephen's story is as unpredictable as it is intriguing. On top of this, it seems as if lockdown has done wonders for Stephen's health, he entered the lockdown significantly overweight and stressed, and he has emerged fit, healthy, and motivated. Stephen's battles have been numerous, but he has proved to be equal to them on each occasion. There's a great deal of inspiration to be taken away from that, I'm sure. If you want to keep in touch with the show and be the first to find out what's coming up next, go to our website, www.ourvoicespodcast.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook. The links are in the show notes. And if you haven't already, give us a quick follow in your favorite podcast app. See you for another incredible story next week.